Right, joke just to start with. So I'll tell you it's a joke in case you think, what is she talking about? Um, why do we only concern ourselves about snow men and not snow women? <laughs> the answer is because only men are stupid enough to stand outside in the snow without a coat. <laughs> now, I'm not a women's liver, but I just thought that was funny. So I hope you do as well. Right, who likes having secrets or knowing other people's secrets? I don't like knowing other people's secrets because it's hard not to come out with it when you see them, isn't it? Or, you, or another time, you know, and I've done that before now. I would rather not know. But some people keep secrets for years, don't they? Yeah. Do you know somebody has kept a secret for years? Yeah. Somebody does. I heard somebody say yes. Right, but did you know that God had a secret which he shared with many of his friends, thinking of particularly of David and Isaiah, that God's secret was written down in the Old Testament in the Bible. And it was about somebody called the Messiah. And the name Messiah means saviour. God was going to send his son, the Messiah, to save the world. And this was his secret long, long ago. And of course, we know now the secret is out, isn't it? Because it was revealed to us on the very first Christmas, 2,000 years ago. We know that Mary, who was an innocent young virgin girl, was chosen by God to become the mother of the Messiah. And then Mary married Joseph and went to Bethlehem for a census, as Ian read to us. And being unable to get a room at the inn, because it was crowded, because there were so many people there, they went into a stable. And the stable wouldn't have been a nice, cosy wooden barn. It would have been a cave. And it, uh, it was there that the baby Jesus was born that night. And Mary laid him, not in a nice wooden little manger, but in a trough, a stone trough. But he would have been wrapped up, of course, and maybe there'd be hay as well. But it's a lovely, simple scene, isn't it, when you think about some of the old-fashioned Christmas cars that you don't see much now, um, with just the the nativity picture on. There was no pomp, no riches, no posh palace, no emperor's court, just a young couple with a baby surrounded by animals. And we've seen a couple tonight, haven't we? Very good, the puppets, aren't they? Really funny. The cave would have been smelly with animals, wouldn't it? Wouldn't be my cup of tea at all. It was possibly cold, but it would have been very dark. But this child, Jesus, was the light of the world. And he was born in a dark stable. And it's today in the world that we live in. We live in a dark world. There's a lot of evil in this world. But Jesus is still the light of the world. And nothing's changed. So God's first secret was out. That Jesus was born. That Messiah was born. And on that same night, let's go out into the fields of Bethlehem. Did you know that these were the same fields that hundreds of years before Ruth had found her husband Boaz? Did you know that these were the same fields that hundreds of years before David, as a young boy, you know King David, you heard of him, he he looked after his father's sheep out in those very fields. And he wrote many of the Psalms in those fields. Now, is that a coincidence? No, I don't think so. I think that's part of God's plan. And not only that, that, but these sheep were no ordinary sheep. They were M&S sheep. No, I didn't mean to say that. <laughs> they were no ordinary sheep because these sheep 
were specially reared because the lambs that were born were used in the Jewish sacrifices. Bethlehem was the area that they grew, if you like, or they raised the lambs for the sacrifices. So these lambs are probably worth quite a lot of money, more than perhaps normal lambs. So God's second secret, isn't it amazing to think that Jesus was not only the light of the world in a dark place, but he was also called the Lamb of God. Because it was him who was destined to be the perfect sacrifice for God, so that no more little lovely lambs need ever be sacrificed again. So I think that's a lovely thought. And what about the shepherds? They were poor people. They were just like you and I, if you like, ordinary They would lead their flocks out to rich pasture in the daytime and at night time they would bring them back to the area of Bethlehem and gather them close for safe reasons, safety reasons. Now if you were a shepherd for somebody else, in other words you didn't own those sheep, if you lost one or one got killed or something you would have to pay it back, the money back out of your wages. Being a shepherd was often a lonely job out in the daytime. But at night time they would gather together, perhaps round the fire. They're relaxing, chatting. Just think of it in your mind's eye. A group on a hillside of men. Maybe some of them would be quite young men. Some of them would be quite old, perhaps. They're perhaps eating a meal. Some even falling asleep. (laughs) And so it was on this particular night. Was there a moon? So it was bright. Or was it very dark? Was it dry? Was it windy? Was it cold? Was it wet? We don't know. Don't know any of those details. But all of a sudden there was a tremendous bright light, so bright they had to hide their faces. And then they heard this voice speaking, and that's what they peered through their fingers, as you do. And they looked up and saw an angel. The shepherds were shocked and speechless. How awesome to see an angel. And the angel told them, part of God's secret, that the the baby was born in a stable in Bethlehem and that this child was going to be the Messiah. And then even more amazing, an even more awesome sight, the Bible says a great company of angels. So there were hundreds of them singing and praising God. Can you imagine what that must have been like? What must it have sounded like? Blows your mind, I should think. But we do know the words they sang, and that was glory to God in the highest on earth and peace amongst, sorry, glory in the highest and on earth, peace and goodwill amongst men. Now when the angels eventually went, can you imagine what it was like? The shepherds would have gone bananas. You know, who was that? Did you see that? You know, I can't believe it. I saw an angel. I saw many angels. You know, you can just sort of think of the chaos. And then gradually it would have calmed down and they thought, well, we'd better go and see this child. So off they go, and they didn't hesitate to leave their flocks because they thought, well, if God wanted them to go and see a child, God's going to look after the sheep, isn't he? You don't have to worry about one thing if God tells you to do something else. So when the shepherds found the baby Jesus in the stable, they had nothing to give, no presents. Now on Christmas cards we often see a shepherd carrying a sheep, don't we? But remember, some of these lambs wouldn't belong to them. So they probably couldn't have even brought sheep. But they gave what they had, which was their hearts. In a minute we're going to sing the carol in the bleak midwinter. And it says in the last verse, What can I give him, poor as I am? If I were a shepherd, I would give a lamb. If I were a wise man, I would play my part. 
but what I can, I give him, give my heart. And the question for us today is, have we given our hearts to Jesus? Do we think it's just a pretty made-up little story, a load of old trollop, myth, whatever you want to call it, or was it real? Now, I believe it really happened. And finally, God chose to tell these poor ordinary shepherds his secret first before anybody else. See, in the world's eyes, these shepherds were nobodies. They were just, you know, poor people. They didn't matter, no significance. And yet they received a most remarkable, splendid, out-of-this-world experience. And whatever you think of yourselves, you know, you may think I'm frail, I'm weak, or I'm not a very good person, or, you know, God doesn't care about me because I'm just a nobody. But, you know, God does care about you. He proved it by getting these shepherds to come. They were the very first people. And God loves you, each one of you. But he loves you just as you are. Simple, ordinary people most of us are. And he loves us all the same. And you're special. Each one of you is special to God. So we celebrate Jesus' birth again this Christmas. Let's try and make it an open secret. Because more and more, Christ is being squeezed out of Christmas in this world in which we live, isn't he? You know, you have a job to find a card that is semi-religious. Um, it's just tinsel and turkey and that sort of thing. Uh, but that's not what Christmas is about. And my prayer for you all is that you may know God's love, that you may see his blessing this Christmas, and that you may know his peace in your lives throughout the season and the coming year. Thank you, Lisa. Thank you, Gloria. Plenty of food for thought there. You've already mentioned this particular store once, but it's maybe uh, worthwhile to mention again about the whole thing of the, uh, the God bit being squeezed out of Christmas and the, the religious element not even there on a Christmas card. You know what happens, don't you, if you take Christ out of Christmas? What are you left with? M&S. M&S. Think about it, which we've already had reference to, haven't we? You know, those shepherds took that long journey, didn't they? To Jesus, We've seen the puppets already portray that journey to where Jesus was. We had the reading. Gloria's told us a little bit more about why those shepherds went. What an incredible experience. It's never too late to come to Jesus. I spent quite a bit of my time wondering what stops people making that journey to come to that Jesus. Maybe for many it's just a story. Maybe for some it's just... Something that, well, it's not of any relevance to me. Maybe it's something that, well, I just don't get it. Maybe it's that sense of, well, God, you'd never be interested in me. Well, he was interested in shepherds, weren't he? And they were people that didn't have that good a reputation. The Bible says that anyone who comes to this Jesus at any time of life, regardless of the life they've lived, Regardless of what fears or concerns or doubts they've got, he will receive. Wow, what a wonderful gift this Christmas time to think about what we might receive from him if only we would come to him. Let's pray together. Father God, we do thank you 
for the amazing Christmas story that reminds us of your love for this world that you came because we needed you when our world was in a mess you came to put things right but you came to respond to our greatest need of all which was our need to be forgiven all the stuff that we've made mistakes in that we've done wrong and said wrong God we do ask that you might forgive us and we thank you that that's possible because the one who came who was born in that stable was the one who ultimately would give his life on that cruel cross as punishment for all that we've done wrong and he looks to us to simply believe that that which he did he did for us so Jesus we want to say thank you Help us to discover afresh at this Christmas season what it truly means to come to you. That we might indeed each of us experience that fresh start. And we pray these things in his name. Amen.